In a recent class I was teaching, an actor timidly raised their hand and asked, how do I know if I'm making the right choice in an audition for film or TV? My response was probably a typical one. Well, do what's best for you. Now, listen, I was completely dissatisfied with my answer, really. Uh, first, I was repeating something I probably heard from an acting teacher I had several years earlier. Second, how do you know what's best for you when you're unsure of what's best for you? <laughs> Crazy, right? Today, we're going to explore how you can make the best choice for you. This is Casting Actors Cast. It's time for another episode of Casting Actors Cast, insights for actors from a casting director. Here he is, your host, Jeffrey Dreisbach. Well, hello and welcome to today's episode of Casting Actors Cast. I'm casting partner Jeffrey Dreisbach with the McCorkle Group in New York. How are you? I hope you're having a good day. I'm really looking forward to spending a little time talking about this particular subject because I think it has value far beyond just the audition. I think it has value in whatever choices you might be considering in terms of your life or your art. But first, this is that moment of the podcast where I get to say thank you so much for tuning in to Casting Actors Cast. I've enjoyed doing these episodes for about four years now. We're up to 272, something like that, episodes, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Please, if you have a question, if I can be of any help to you, please consider sending me an email at castingactorscast, all one word, dot com, castingactorscast.com. And you can ask me any kind of question. Um, I'm thinking of a future episode where I'll be actually answering those questions that you might have. So I look forward to having you reach out to me. Additionally, you can check out the website, uh, www. Does anyone say that anymore? www. Anyway, castingactorscast.com, castingactorscast, all one word, dot com. And you're going to find some additional information about the podcast. Podcast. You're also going to see show notes, corresponding notes for each and every episode. Also, there's a place right on the landing page that says dive into the talent pool. And if you do that, it's going to open up some freebies for you. One is a book that I wrote on doing voiceover work called Conversation Pieces Out of the Studio, the voiceover workshop for professional actors. It's a free 100-page PDF that you can download on your device. You can have a, 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 an opportunity to do some of the exercises, some of the work. So if you have an interest in voiceover work, I think you're going to find this really, really useful. At least, I, I hope you will. Also, there's a free video. It's 20 minutes. It's called Casting Secrets, What They Don't Tell You. <laughs> but guess what? I'm going to tell you in this 20-minute video, also available on the website, when you fill out the form that says Dive Into the Talent Pool. And finally, my shout-out to Actors Connection. They continue to do really great work, both online and now some classes are in person. Please check out uh, actorsconnection.com slash New York. All right, let's jump into the subject today. Um, 
So I just think that there are some 10 things, basically, that you can consider when you are working on an audition. Now, this is not just about the audition prep, but this has some preparation tips for you in order to make um, really fun, interesting, creative choices in the scene. So when you get an audition, it can be for film, television, or theater, it doesn't matter. Um, here's a checklist of 10 things to think about while you are working on the scene. Number one, and I know this makes perfect sense to you as I say it, but I can relate to this on my own experience where I just simply wanted to read the scene and kind of get into what I'm supposed to be doing in the scene. So what I'm suggesting is that you make the scene you are working on, just simply make it make sense to you. Very simply, what is going on? What is happening in the scene? It's just got to make absolutely logical sense to you. And sometimes uh, that can be kind of frustrating because you'll see references to things that might not, you know, be helpful to you because you might only be given a side. You might not be given the entire script. So simply make the scene make sense. Number two, key into the style of writing and the language. This is an important one. Every writer has their own voice. And if you are able to key into the, the way that voice is, is being presented, if you can key into the writing style that the writer uses in that scene, you're going to be, I think, a little bit further ahead because you're going to have a deeper understanding of the character based on what the writer is giving you. Number three, decide what the mood of the scene is. Uh, this is overlooked many, many times by actors, I think. And when I say mood, I'm just saying the overall tonal quality of the scene. Is it lighthearted? Is it serious? Is it simply advancing the plot? Um, why is this an audition scene? And if you can figure that out, then you can also figure out what the mood of the scene is. One way, by the way, this is a pro tip. <laughs> One way you can decide the mood of the scene is use music as a filter. For example, if you don't know what the scene, um, what the mood of the scene is, you can actually try different kinds of music, whether it's upbeat or classical or jazz, you know, you, whatever your interest might be, see if the scene's Background music is something that can help trigger some choices for your acting. So music is a really an amazing thing that can set a mood and create an atmosphere. Number four, just simply put yourself in the situation that the scene is giving you. Literally think about you in that exact same situation. Now, I know this is relational to Stanislavski and the method, but it really is about keying into your own life experience and making that part of the character you're playing. I think that's really important, really useful, and why it's especially important in film and television auditioning, as well as theater, but I think even more important for film and TV, is because you have to start off with a different foundation for film and television. And that foundation is who you are. 
who you are first is the baseline for the character you are playing. And I think that's something that you can build, especially if you have an imagination and you can put yourself in the situation that that character is in. Or imagine you in the same situation. Now, once you've done that, ask what additional factors could change your choices. For example, the environment of the scene. Where's the scene taking place? Uh, perhaps it's the other character that's giving you some additional factors in terms of the relationship of that other character in the scene. If there's a two-character or three-character scene, you might get some trigger choices from the other characters. So what are those additional factors that could actually change the trajectory? Ooh, good word. <laughs> of the scene. And I think that becomes a useful step. Now, number six, I want you to layer those choices into the scene or the audition. Layer those choices of what the others are giving you into and incorporate into the scene. All right, moving on from there. I think it's really important, especially if you're working on new material or new audition for the first time, is to try it several different ways. In other words, try a variety of choices. When you do that, you're leaving yourself open to other interpretive opportunities that can really be unique and creative to who you are. After all, I've said this many times, but it is your uniqueness as a person that can help develop the uniqueness of your character. Let's move on from there. I think it's important to trust any good choice as long as it's truthful. So when you come upon a choice that you think, gosh, that feels really right, or there's something really interesting about that, as long as you're truthful, and what I mean by truthful, as long as it rings true for not only you, the actor, but also for the scene, that is a good choice. And then once that happens, moving on, don't decide a specific way to play the scene. I see this all the time where you know how it should end. And so therefore you're thinking about how it's going to be, how it finishes rather than the moment to moment work that is so valuable in a scene. So just simply don't decide a specific way to play the scene. Just keep your options open. And number 10, I think this is really important as well. Don't overwork any one choice in your head. <laughs> now, you smart actors out there, you know what I'm talking about. There's a tendency to spend so much time in your own head about the choices that you are making. Um, it can get, uh, I mean, obviously, it can get boring sometimes, frankly. It can get overworked because you're overthinking. I simply suggest that you try a lot of different interesting, fun choices for yourself that you feel are creative and truthful, and then simply trust your instincts. All right, now, let's say it's time for the audition. And when it's time for the audition, whether it's in person or Zoom or even a self-tape, don't project what should happen. 
This relates to an earlier one, but don't project the outcome at the beginning of the scene. Take me on the journey, tell the story. So simply refrain from thinking about where you need to be by the end of the scene and keep that scene fresh from the start. Number two, do not try to recreate what you rehearsed. This I see all the time. Because you've had an excellent rehearsal process and you feel very, very good, instead of keeping it fresh during the audition, you try to recreate the way that you felt earlier when you were working on the scene. And that denies you, in my view, a lot of spontaneity, a lot of creative choices, a lot of interesting ways in which the scene can take its turns. Number three, trust the time and effort you've already put into the process. Self-doubt at this moment of the process is a death knell. <laughs> Does anyone ever say that death knell anymore? I, I'm not too sure. All right, let's move on to the next one. I think that it's a good audition if you actually surprise yourself. <laughs> and I've said this before as well, but the creative process, the art of acting comes alive when you are making discoveries during the audition. I know that's kind of challenging sometimes because we often don't trust ourselves. We don't trust our training. We don't trust that we've put in the work. Trust it. Trust that you've put in the work and then look for surprises during the audition. That makes for a really creative and interesting, unique set of circumstances that make you a very attractive candidate for an audition. And then finally, don't remember the result of the audition. Don't remember um, how you should feel by the end of the audition. Just simply remember the process when you're auditioning. It's about what you've told yourself to achieve all of those sensibilities, those feelings, those emotions during the course of the scene. Don't think about the result. Just simply remember the process. This is especially useful when you're doing self-tape material because this will keep you from doing multiple, multiple takes and getting frustrated and becoming um, a slave to the technology because it uh, has to be perfect. Let go of that, please. You know, there are many times when we allow our self-doubt to interfere with our way of working. Honestly, this results in a flurry of self-defeatist thoughts and self-defeatist actions. Please remember that the best choices are the ones that are specific to who you are, combined with the training and technique you know. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I'm Jeffrey Dreisbach. Please remember to join me next week. This is Casting Actors Cast. Please don't forget to review, like, and share Casting Actors Cast wherever you get your patios, podcast videos. Thanks. I'm Megan Grace Martinez.